Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? Does he have headphones? Understand. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it, right? You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally... We we're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man... You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, Pulis. <laughs> hey, folks. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Pulos, as always. Uh, glad you guys are back. Today on the episode, um, it's kind of funny. I've realized I've recorded over 60 episodes, and I've never done one on... Uh, my favorite comedians, people that inspired me in the business and uh, people that I like to listen to. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to go through my top 10 and uh, it might be fun for you guys to hear that. Who knows? We'll give it a shot. I got a lot of cool guys uh, on the podcast today, people that uh, I love listening to and ones that inspired me. Uh, I think the comic that inspired me the most and the one that uh, I really look up to and enjoy all of his work, no matter what it is, is uh, Brian Regan. And if you guys don't know who Brian Regan is, you should find out real quick because he's amazing. He uh just very successful in stand-up. He hasn't really done any like TV or movies, but uh, his writing's amazing. His performance is flawless, and uh, he is one of my favorites, and... Uh, coming up for you right now is uh, probably my favorite bit that he ever put together, and that is uh, peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We used to love peanut butter. Still do. I saw something in the store the other day that I don't understand, that peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Is there a point to that? I mean, I mean I'm lazy, but I want to meet the guy that needs that. Some guy going, you know, I could go for a sandwich, but uh, I'm not going to open two jars. I can't be opening and closing all kinds of jars. Cleaning who knows how many knives. If you're that lazy, why don't I put croutons in there? Get the whole sandwich on a spoon, you know, just scooping it out. Mm. Oh, scrumptious. I think I'm going to have another one. Oh. Delectable! As was the first, huh? Or if you don't want to clean the spoon, you put it on a squeeze bottle. Mmm, <laughs> lunch and no cleanup. Can life get better? I submit that it cannot. I have to watch what I eat. My cholesterol is about, I think it's 5,218. Something like that. I don't eat well. I like buying donuts. I feel bad for the donut ladies because people can't make up their mind in these places. You'd think the donut ladies would just snap and start shooting people. Out! Everybody out! Go on. I don't know what it is about buying donuts, but people freak out. They go in there, okay, okay. Looking around, all right, I need a dozen donuts. You have a lot of donuts. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm going to start with four chocolate. I want two twisty goos. I want a lemon twitter. I want a raspberry puff. I want a honey curl and a, and, and, no, two chocolate. No, one, one. Put it back, put it back. I want a Bavarian apple crunch. Get the ladder. Hey, hey, hey. Why don't you go out inside and think it over, huh? It's a big decision. Can't blow donut day. But the donut ladies have learned how to get back at you. They do the subtraction for you in front of the other customers, make you look like an idiot. You go in there, yeah, I'd like a dozen donuts. I'll start with uh, seven chocolate. You have five left. Oh. Okay, if I order one more, then how many would I have left? How many would I have then, donut lady? That's what I need to know and now! They have some weird donuts. There are some donuts that I don't understand who thought of them. Or... There's one donut. Have you ever seen this? I've seen it in more than one donut place. It's a donut with frosting all over the top, and there are sprinkles on it, but the sprinkles are just over on one end of the donut. For the life of me, I don't know who's looking for that in a donut. Somebody have that particular of a taste that that's what they're looking for? You know, they walk into a donut place, cling. Okay, I want a donut, and I want frosting all over the top. And I want sprinkles, but not all over. I just want them scrunched over on the edge. You got anything like that? We sure do, freshly baked. We saw you pulling in. It's called our sprink smidge for lunatics like you. This next comic I got for you guys probably equally as uh, impactful on my career. Um, and the other cool part about it is that I got to work with him a couple months ago, and, and he did my podcast. It was fucking amazing. I mean, Jake Johansson, he's such a cool guy, such an amazing writer. I mean, he's done like 50 Letterman's or some insanity. Um, he's always been like a straight stand-up. He hasn't done... TV shows or movies. I talked to him about if he had any close calls with some movies or TV shows, and he said he had, but just nothing panned out. But uh, I think he's one of the most prolific stand-ups around. And if you guys aren't fans of Jake Johansson, you need to become fans as quick as possible. So I was trying to find my favorite bit that he does is about uh, having a garage sale, <laughs> and this lady comes up to the garage sale and he's like this lady comes up sipping on a coca-cola with a bendy straw which should never be used outside of the hospital and then she like runs her fingers over his suit jacket and she's like i wouldn't pay a zola for this and he's like well frankly i'd like to burn it right in front of you sadly i couldn't find that bit it was one of my favorites but uh this is another set that he did equally as funny and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. So this is uh, Jake Johansson. Wow, uh, uh, thanks very much. I, uh, I feel pretty, pretty good. I was, uh, been, uh, I've been shopping lately, uh, not, not for birthday presents, but uh, I, wa I was uh, at the mall, and I went to the mall, and I first got there, and I smelled uh, apple pie. Something smelled like apple pie, and I thought it was apple pie. My friend said, no, look at this. It's a cart with these things that look, they look like apple pies, and you put them on your stove, and the pilot light releases this apple pie smell out of them. And it's for people who want other people to think that they have 
high. Um, and, uh, and it smells good. Apple pie smells good, you know? So at first you think you want one, but really if you bought it, you would be kind of making your own hell because you'd be walking around the house all the time thinking, God, that pie, I could really go for a piece of that pie, you know, but uh, you don't have pie. And, uh, you know, people will come over and say, man, wow, I've did you make that pie? And you have to say, yeah, but it's not for you. Uh, I, uh, that's for some people I like a little more than I like you. They'll be over later. Uh, or else, you know, you have to admit to them that it's not, it's not even pie, it's some fake chemical thing. Not only are we not having pie, we're getting cancer. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, they, and these things, the, the things were like 20 bucks, you know, and a, and a real pie is seven. Uh, so for the, for the price of a fake pie, you could have three real pies. And uh, that's what made me crazy, you know, for, the, for, the, for this fake pie, you could have three real pies. You could ha have pie for your friends. They could come over. They would owe you pie. And uh, your life could be rich and full instead of filled with the empty promise of pie, you know? But uh, I couldn't straighten them out in the short time I was there. And uh, so I, I was walking. The, another store in the mall I went to was this uh, World of Knives. I, I don't know if you've ever... Uh, they could, they might as well call it the World of Sharp Objects and, you know, pocket doodads, because it's not just knives, but they, they had this one really big knife, and I said to the woman there, uh, wow, what is that knife for? And she said, oh, that's a hunting knife. And uh, I had some kind of mental block, you know, because I couldn't remember knife season. Uh, and uh, I'm, uh, yeah. That's, I have a lot of, uh, you know, pent-up aggression, and I was thinking that'd be great an uh, outlet for me to go knife hunting, you know, where you just go out in the woods with a knife and wait for your animal to, ah, you know, chase him down, or... I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, you know, all different ways you could knife. Maybe you wait in a tree in your underpants for the animal to run under and, ah, ah, ah you know? And uh, e even if you don't get anything, you have fun. Um, and... Uh, I thought, I thought, you know, you could like hunt deer with you, bury yourself in a big pile of leaves, you know, and then with a salt lick on your forehead and just kind of, uh, uh, where's Thumpering now? Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, she, she, she told me at the store, it's not, you know, you don't, you don't hunt with a knife. Uh, it's you kill the animal with like a gun or a bow and arrow, and then you, you only use the knife for gutting, she says. And uh, it's hard to know how to respond to a statement like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> only for gutting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was embarrassed, you know, that, that I didn't understand her. But, you know, I, I'm confused kind of a lot. Uh, uh, I think I'm confused sometimes, but my, my friend brought, brought her dog home the other day with that plastic cone. Um, uh, you ever seen the dog when he comes home with that cone? They always kind of look at you like, what happened? And, uh, you don't know. And I, yeah. So, uh, I feel bad for the dog. I and mean, you don't know what to say to him. You know, it's like, well, you were the one who wouldn't leave his butt alone. You know? I, tried to warn you. I tried putting that bad-tasting salve on there. Uh, that, uh, yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about, though. That, the, <laughs> the, that stuff the vet gives you all the time. I don't even think that's for the dog. I think it's like a practical joke the vet has on you. You know, he's like, yeah, just put this right on his butt, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And uh, they... Uh, it's always, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where it's, it's, it's not really, it's like when the dog has an operation and uh, you don't want them to chew on the stitches so the vet gives you this stuff to put on there so the dog won't chew the stitches because it's supposed to taste bad to the dog. He's already licking his butt. Um, you know? Right. I, what, what could that possibly taste like, you know? Worse than ass flavor? I don't know. Worse than dog ass flavor? I don't, you know, our brains are not big enough to imagine a flavor like that. It's, no matter how bad it is, the dog has to be thinking, well, you can still kind of taste the ass through it a little bit. It's not that bad. You know what? I like it. Coming up next, uh, it's probably going to blow a lot of people's minds and make may make some people angry, but uh, I like to be as truthful as I can on this podcast and not uh, keep anything from you guys. But uh, one of my early influences in stand-up comedy, probably one of the people that I watched on Comedy Central the most, and and for whatever reason, I just loved everything that he did. I thought he kind of fell off a little bit, but then I listened to his... Uh, unmasked with ron bennington on raw dog and uh, it actually started making me like him more uh but it's dane cook i mean his bit about running the drive through at burger king it seems very simple but it i don't know man it was just one of those bits that i could probably repeat word for word right now and every time i watched it i remember the first time i saw it my girlfriend at the time was like, check this out. And then I was like, oh, a drive through bit. This is so hack. And then he started going through it. And by the end of it, I was just in tears because I was laughing so freaking hard. Um, and I know a lot of people hate him, but uh, I think he's great. So here is a bit from Dane Cook. So many crappy. The first job I had, right? The first job when I was uh, 17 uh, was Burger King. That was the first job that I had, right? <laughs> I didn't want to call it Burger King either, because, like, you know, so I used to call it the BK Lounge. <laughs> if the girls were like, where do you work? I was like, I work down at the BK Lounge. I'm a bouncer at the BK Lounge. Can we get in? Not without coops. Not without coops, baby. So I get the job because I have one older brother, my brother Daryl, he's the manager, and I'm like, this is going to be awesome because my bro manager hooked me up. He was a dick. He thought he was the Burger King. You know what I'm saying? He sucked. He would put me on drive-thru every single night. Why to this day do people insist on yelling at the drive-thru? It's modern technology. I'd have my little headset. Hi, welcome to Burger King. May I please take your order? Whopper! <laughs> Sir, whopper to working! Excuse me. I'm fucking bleeding from the ears here, okay? Let's turn the main down a tad, okay, Skid Row? Large fry, motherfucker! I can't hear you, Burger King! Are you ready to rock, BK Broiler? 
I would rather have had people yell. It was when people didn't talk loud enough. That drove me crazy. I'd have like 10 cars out there and I'd be like, hi, ma'am, may I please take your order? Cheese pickles. Uh, what do you want? What do you want? I said, I bun seeds. No bun seeds. What do you want? But no, 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 no. Yes, no. Cheese. Extra pickles. Uh, uh, what, how much? Uh, cheese. Damn, I can't. Hello? Pickle, extra pickles. Cheese, bun seeds, ice. And pickles, all my pickles. Uh, and some extra pickly pickles. Cheese pickles. Okay, are you trying to molest me via drive-thru? What are you saying? Chicken tenders. Sweet sour sauce on my pussy. Drive around, get some sauce. Drive around, man. Sauce, sauce. Sauce, she wants it her way. That's our motto. It's, come on, sauce. I took, a, I took a lady's order one time. I'll never forget this. I go like this. I go, ma'am, that'll be 375. Please drive around. And there's like this long pause. And then she goes, where do I go? Where do you go? You follow the one fucking road you're on to me. Where do you, okay, ma'am, you're gonna go to the Texaco station, take a right, go five and a half miles southeast, you're gonna see a guy in a yellow poncho. His name is Hank, he'll take you to the Whopper layer. That's where you go. And you've got 10 minutes to get there, or we take your food. And another guy, this, uh, this next comic I got for you guys, he, uh, I loved watching him early in his career, and Love listening to him on the Opie and Anthony show. I think he's just such a funny guy. And once again, I uh, my favorite bit that he does, uh, I remember watching it on HBO with my brother. Um, he started talking about animal testing. And uh, I think the line was something like, if hooking up a monkey's brain to a car battery is going to cure AIDS in 10 years, I just have two things to say. The red is positive and the black is negative. Let's run some juice through the monkey or something like that. It was so classic. I couldn't find that bit. Uh, I found a, a bit that's as funny or funnier than that bit uh, from his newer CD. It's Nick DiPaolo. And if you don't know who Nick DiPaolo is, uh, I feel bad, man. He's hilarious. Check him out as soon as you can and look up all of his stuff because he's really funny. So here's Nick DiPaolo. Easy and shit, and I hate what he did too. But let's. I love you know. I don't. Are you familiar with what I do? For, I love racial situations. I don't know if you know what I do. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, I love when the Michael Vick thing happened. I live for this shit because it's such a double standard when it comes to race, especially in the media. Look how quiet it's getting. I'm proving my point right here. <laughs> Can you hear the white people's asses? In? <laughs> Holy shit! Where's he going with this? This is gonna get ugly. But it's such bullshit. White people have to act so politically correct. The day after the Michael Vick story broke, I'm watching two sportscasters on ESPN. One goes to the other, two white guys. I don't think this story is about race, Jim. No, you're right. There's a lot of white people making $60 million a year having dog fights behind the garage on the weekends. 
Yeah, right now, Bill Gates and a bunch of guys from Microsoft have 50 Yorkshire Terriers in sweaters. Go get them, Bianca! Get them, Fluffy! Go get them! Uh, Bill, this one's hurt real bad. What do I do with it? I don't know. Drown it in the cappuccino machine. I don't give a shit. I got blood on my dockers. The weekend's ruined. And of course, all the usual suspects come out and defend Michael Vick, fucking Whoopi Goldberg, Jamie Foxx, Stefan Marbury from the New York Knicks. He, and I quote, this is what he said. Yo, man, pit bull fighting ain't no different than deer hunting. Come again, stupid? That's right, sir. It's the same thing. Hunting deer, pit bull fighting, same thing, right? Because when you're a hunter, what do you do? You give two deer rifles, have a march off ten paces. There's a lot of similarities. I see black people blown by me in their hummers with dead pit bulls tied to their roof in November. Yeah, sure. Look at any black people's freezers. They have it packed with pit bull meat for the winter. I guarantee it. That and Mountain Dew, you can't beat that fucking meal, okay? Oh my God, the truth hits Minnesota. Sorry to wake you up to the fucking ugly lies out there. And it's because of material like that, I'll be playing these shitholes the rest of my life, but uh, I don't give a shit. Love it here. I don't think Michael Vick should do that much time because there is a cultural difference. Hey, I'm Italian. My grandparents, they came off the boat from Italy right around the turn of the century. They've been dead for like 20 years. So don't get shocked when I tell you what they did. But uh, they used to raise rabbits and kill them. But they'd kill them, cook them, and eat them. See the difference? But the mean part of this equation was they'd raise the rabbits, give them to us kids as gifts. <laughs> Let us get emotionally attached for about two years, and all of a sudden there's a rabbit holocaust in Grampy's basement, you know? My brother's like, is that Spot? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, not anymore, it's not. It's like fucking veiny. I don't know, what is that? They used to, they used to kill the rabbits, cook them, and eat them. And uh, my grandmother, now again, don't get all shocked, but she was born in the 1880s. She used to put the rabbit on her lap and pet it, and then just snap its neck with her bare hands. Like a good bookie from Brooklyn. <laughs> At least my grandfather had a, like a sense of humor when he used to kill the rabbits. He used to sneak up behind the rabbit with a piece of rope and go, Michael Corleone says hello. <laughs> I swear to God, he was nuts. I loved him. <laughs> then he'd leave the dead rabbit pelt on his lap and his tuxedo. Come over there, I'll tell you a story about the rabbit. <laughs> Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. I love that bit. It can get a little hairy, you know, but... Uh... No, that wasn't a pun. I didn't fucking mean that. Seriously. Boy, am I on fire tonight. I'm doing puns. Not even... A little hairy. Were you laughing at that because of the rabbit or my grandmother's mustache? Which one was it? So this next comic, obviously a huge, huge uh, celebrity now. 
uh, with his TV show and his stand-up specials, really revolutionizing stand-up, and I love listening to him. I mean, he is just an inspiration as far as his writing goes. Um, one of my favorite bits that he does is about seeing a little Chinese lady outside his hotel room, and he starts talking to talking about her in his head and, like, speaking for her, and it's just fucking hilarious. Um, you know, he's pretty much a guy that doesn't need any introduction and if you don't know who louis ck is at this point um i just don't think you're any kind of a comedy fan because he's one of the best around right now so here's uh here's a bit from louis ck where he talks about seeing a little chinese lady outside of his hotel um what i do because i get to work in a lot of different places and uh, uh recently i did a show in new jersey in the uh, auditorium of a technical high school I forgot that existed. Technical high school. That's where dreams are narrowed down. That's... Because <laughs> we tell our children, you can do anything you want. Their whole lives. You can do anything. But at this place, we take kids, like they're 15, they're young, and we tell them, you can do eight things. <laughs> we got it down to eight for you. And I'm not saying these people are stupid, because I'm stupid. I really am stupid, and, and it bothers me. Like, I wish I was more stupid. Because then it wouldn't, I would, it just, all my thoughts would just be like, <laughs> But instead, here's how my brain works. It's stupidity, followed by self-hatred, and then further analysis. It's not a very efficient system of thought. I have these dumb thoughts, duh, and then I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then I figure it out. <laughs> but the impulse is always stupid. Like, I saw this guy in New York one day, and he's walking his dog, and this is what I saw. The guy, he's got a, he's got a coffee, and a dog on a leash, and a phone. He's on the phone. So he's got his phone like this, and the dog's leash is going from the phone hand to the dog. And I look at this, and I go, Oh, he's got like a dog phone. <laughs> like that thought sincerely inhabited me for like a full minute. I'm going, oh, I wonder what the benefits are to hooking your phone up to a dog. And then the other part of me had to go, why the fuck would that exist? You asshole. I had a string of bad, dumb thoughts the other day. I was, I don't, remember, I don't remember what town I was in. I was on the road. I was just standing in front of my hotel. It, it was five o'clock in the afternoon. That's usually what I'm doing at five o'clock in the afternoon. Just standing in front of my hotel. Because I've been inside all day, just with a jacket off and the ice cream. It's just horrible. It's like a horrible thing. All day, just depths of hell, fucking hell. Just, I wake up, I get like chicken wings, shit nobody eats at 10 a.m. Like really hot wings and I eat them all. And then I'm like, Ugh. so I get ice cream to cool it off, you know, like, it, uh, and then I feel worse, so I jack off and pass out. I turn off my phone in case my kids call, I can't fucking face anybody. I wake up covered with three kinds of shame glaze just covering my body.
And so right around five in the afternoon, it starts getting dark, and I'm like, I gotta be in the daylight just once. I have to at least one time in the day be in daylight. And that's, I just stand there, that's it. Like a fucking mental patient in a bathrobe, just... Cigarette burns on the robe and shit. Some girl telling me I got, she got married. I'm not listening. <laughs> Daddy, this is my husband. <laughs> That's what it feels like, anyway. And I, and I start looking at people, and they're all crispy clothed and rosy cheeked and full of purpose. And they're making me feel worse. And I'm about to go back in the hotel and jack off another time. <laughs> and then I look across the street and I see this couple. And they were just striking. They're a beautiful couple. It was a, it was a beautiful woman with a beautiful man. I'll say he's beautiful. I got no problem. I'll suck his dick too. I don't need your permission. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna walk right over there and suck his dick. I mean, I never did that, but I'm 41. Maybe I'll do the second half gay. I don't know. It remains an option. There's got to be something to it. Those folks are having a good time. They have parades. They, wait, there's no parades for how I get laid. They have parades marching down the street to celebrate that they blow each other and fuck each other in the ass. And smush their vaginas together or whatever that one is. Whatever wonderful thing those folks are doing, it's none of my business. So I, okay, so I'm looking at the couple and they're walking on the other side of the street and they have a child with them. But I can't see their child because there's like a dumpster and some other stuff. I just see like a little head. And I'm waiting, I'm curious what their kid looks like because they're so beautiful. Maybe I want to fuck their kid, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's just me saying something terrible because it makes me laugh that it upsets you. That's all that is. Just so you know, it's just, it's just enjoyable to me that you're upset. That's all it is. I, I'm not gonna fuck a kid. I wouldn't do that. Maybe a dead kid. Who are you hurting? He's saying I would kill a kid and fuck him. I'm saying if I found a dead kid in a field and it wasn't raining, I might take a shot. I don't know. I haven't been in that situation. Right. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay, so I'm looking at the couple and... They got a kid with them, and I'm curious what their kid looks like. And they come around the corner, and they're, and this is a true story. It wasn't a kid, it was a little old Chinese woman walking next to them. <laughs> and here's what my dumb brain tells me I go, oh, that's what their child is like. <laughs> not like, oh, she's a separate person, she's not with them. I'm like, oh, that young couple gave birth to a, a tiny elderly Chinese woman. Isn't that interesting? 
And then the other part of me had to go, dude, you f Yeah, that's what happened, yes. <laughs> Asshole. And then I was looking at the little old Chinese lady. She was, there was a beauty to her. She's just tiny, little old Chinese. I was staring at her, because I was fascinated by her. I don't know anybody like her, and I am so not a little old Chinese lady. <laughs> that I look, I was like, what are her thoughts? That was what I was burning inside with. What is she thinking right now? I can never know. And I really, the dumb brain is telling me that she's just thinking, that's how dumb I am. That I think Chinese gibberish that I made up is in her actually Chinese mind. That's all just me, Chinese, I can't know what she was thinking. She could be thinking anything. Eh, black people steal. So I'm like, she might, I'm not saying they steal. I'm saying that fucking racist Chinese lady might have been thinking it. She might have been. It's possible. So next, there's a couple guys that uh, are relatively newer in the business, but uh, you know, I love what they do, and and uh, I get inspired by watching them to take my comedy to the next level um the first guy is nate bargatze i don't know if you know who nate bargatze is but he's a newer comic very funny guy very good writer and uh when i saw his bit about uh how to deal with a poisonous snake it just blew me away i was laughing so hard and uh luckily i was able to find it for you guys so coming up next is nate bargatze doing his snake bit i went to honduras another place i'd know like I, like, cause I was at the airport and the guy was like, uh, I was like, I'm going to Honduras. He was like, what city? And I was like, I'm just learning right now that's not the name of the city. So, <laughs> oh, no, dude. just wherever other people are going, probably. Let's just go there and figure it out. We get to the base and the guy, he's like telling us about Honduras and he, uh, he's like, you gotta be careful. He's like, uh, you gotta really look out for snakes. There's a lot of venomous snakes here. So when you walk around, just keep an eye out. And he was like, now if you get bit by a snake, uh, the best thing to do is then just go ahead and catch the snake and bring it so then we know like what snake bit you. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm pretty positive that's like exactly what you're not supposed to, like, I've never seen that ever on Animal Planet, like, someone gets bit and then they gotta be like, now I gotta get it. Uh, I was like, I'm not gonna do it. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I've never caught a snake in my life. And then when I get bit for the first time, I gotta get it together and catch a snake. I was like, it's not gonna go good, man. I was like, he's gonna keep biting me. That's all that's gonna happen. And he was like, it doesn't matter. Like, you've already been bit. And I was like, do you even know what a snake is? It completely matters. There's a huge difference between one bite and probably 30 bites. That's what we're gonna be at if I try to catch this snake. Who told you this, the snake? Is that who told you to tell me all of this? Whose side are you on? And another guy that I love and 
has always inspired me because I met him in 2003 and we spent a lot of time together in Canada. We recorded a bunch of uh, episodes of a webcast called uh, The Apartment, which is still available online if you want to check it out. Um, Rory Scovel is, you know, there's nothing he can't do, man. He's an amazing stand-up. He's on a new comedy show on TBS called Ground Floor. Um, I heard he was in talks to do a couple movies and stuff. Um, he's just a fearless comedian, somebody that just goes on stage a lot of times without any kind of a script, and uh, he just does amazing. So if you haven't familiarized yourself with Roy Scoville, I would uh, I would do it as fast as you can because he is hilarious. So this is the clip that I found is amazing too because it's a set that he did on Conan where the entire set he was a different character like he just did a character of a guy from the south like what you're gonna hear is just rory doing a character which is just fucking insane like he gets this is like his first time on conan by himself and he decides to do some character that he just made up and it was hilarious so this is a uh, rory scoville on conan hope you guys enjoy it hey josh how are y'all doing y'all doing all right i'm I'm nervous. I'm going to be honest, I'm nervous. I don't usually do this kind of stuff. Um, but I got, I got some zizzle-zazzles. Let's get into it. I, uh, I was hanging out last week uh, with my Meemaw, and uh, we were watching that Storage Wars. You guys watch that? You seen that? Just, what is it? You know, you watch, you're like, what is this in the thing? You watch, you're like, they just, people just bid on a thing. They don't even know what's in it. What is that? I wish I could go in the night before with a Sharpie and write on some of the boxes. So when they open up that unit door, one of the boxes just says, really old baseball cards. <laughs> Box underneath just says, Abraham Lincoln stuff. Like, David, are you seeing that? I'm working on a new food series right now to compliment the Lunchables. <laughs> Shut up, let me finish it. It's called uh, Dinnerables and Breakfastables. So, oh, you hear that right there? That's the sound of everybody going, oh, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't. I thought of it, and I'm probably going to have a helicopter by the end of the year. <laughs> You're like, oh, who are you going to market it to? Who's going to buy it? How about parents who don't know how to tell their kids they're poor? <laughs> that's not mean. That's just, shut up. You know that's not mean. I'm poor. I can say jokes like that. I'm reminded every time I go to watch a movie, that same warning pops up on my screen. This movie has been formatted to fit this screen. It's like, I get it, I have a small TV. <laughs> You're coming at me? You're a VHS tape. <laughs> my point is you had to have the kids send them to school with a real lunch or send them to school with a box inside a bag. People are like, what do you got in that bag? A box. <laughs> What's in the box? Just some ingredients so I can kind of make some stuff. You know, I got some crackers here, just like the worst kind of crackers, not, not even saltines. 
I don't even want to tell you what I would do for a captain's wafer right now, but it's exactly what you just thought of. <laughs> then I got some turkey here, some cheese. I guess that's cheese, I don't know. <laughs> My mom wanted me to just have some crappy hors d'oeuvres for lunch. <laughs> then Lunchables tried to spice up like, oh, we got mini pizzas. You want some uncooked cold pizza? We were like, what? Yes, yes I do. And then you open it up and you're like, no, this ain't it. This ain't it at all. This isn't even close to what I thought it would be. That's not marinara sauce. That, I can't melt the cheese. I don't have access to a microwave because I'm an elementary school student, okay? <laughs> Fix it, Lunchables. You're the 1%. You're the problem. <laughs> Y'all get it? You know what I'm talking about. It starts tonight. We put a new Occupy movement together. We go down to Lunchables and we yell at the buildings, y'all are the worst kind of crackers. Because that, that's where they yell at all the protests, you know? A lot of our freedoms are getting taken away in this country. You guys know what I'm talking about. Can't, uh, yeah, that one woman. Everyone else like, no, I think we're good. She's like, I'm mad. Can't text and drive anymore. One of the greatest freedoms we've ever experienced. Remember that just got started. You're like, oh man, text and drive. You're like, no, you can't. You're like, that, ju that just got started. I didn't even get a chance to see if I was any good at it. The reality is most of us are good at it. We're not idiots. It's like two letters, eyes on the road. Two letters, eyes on the road. Two letters, eyes are here. You gotta have some patience. I'm not typing a paragraph, I'm not an author. I'll tell you one thing you are still allowed to do though. A little freedom a lot of people don't cash in on. You are still allowed to write a handwritten letter to a friend and drive. Everybody who claps loves freedom. Good for you. <laughs> Cop pulls you over. You just texting? No, I wasn't, okay? I was writing a handwritten letter in calligraphy <laughs> to a friend of mine. It's a chain letter, and if I don't write it, they're going to kill my family. <laughs> you're also allowed to, uh, you're allowed to hide whenever you want to. That's a freedom a lot of people don't do. And then some people are like, wherever? No, whenever. And I know some of you are like, wait, what if nobody's looking for me? Do you really need somebody looking for you to muster up the adrenaline that comes with hiding? I mean, if you walked out of here right now and you just saw a guy on the street just like hiding, you're right away, you're like, what is this? What are you doing? Who's looking for you? Nobody. Nobody is. Hey, my name's Rory Scoville. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. And also, uh, being a, a musical comic, when I started out, I was inspired by a lot of uh, guitar comics and musical comedy. Uh, obviously, the biggest one being Tenacious D. Uh, I fucking love Tenacious D and everything that they do. It just uh, blows me away 
how uh how good the music is and how great the writing is it was just such a great thing and so if you don't know who tenacious d is i don't you must be living in a hole somewhere but coming up next is uh one of my favorite songs that they do it's called the story of tenacious d and i hope you guys enjoy it this is a song called the history of tenacious d and it's not just a list of bullshit that we've done in the past it's a chronicling of our rise to power we ride with kings on mighty steeds across the devil's plain We've walked with Jesus and his cross He did not die in vain, no! We've run with wolves, we've climbed K2 Even stopped a moving train We've traveled through space and time My friends to rock this house again Rock! We ride and we ride and we'll never subside And we'll ride till the planets collide and if you say that we do not ride, I'll turn your fucking hide. Ride! Our fingers be silver. Shall choice then be gold. But lest you think we're vain. We know you're all robots and we don't care the nature of me. We reign. We reign. Supreme. Oh God! Burrito Supreme. And a chicken supreme And a cutlet supreme Supreme, yeah Go knock on one, two, three Supreme Go knock on one, two, three Another huge influence on my musical comedy career was uh, Stephen Lynch. And Stephen Lynch, he's kind of been out of the spotlight for a little bit. He was doing some stuff on Broadway and a couple movies and stuff. But uh, probably what I think one of the best musical comedy guy that's out there right now. His first album was like triple platinum or some bullshit. Um but coming up next is my favorite song that he ever did, and it's called Lullaby, and it's about him and his wife getting a divorce, and uh, it's just really funny. So here it is, uh, Lullaby by Stephen Lynch. Hush, little girl, sweet baby, don't cry. here and he'll sing you a soft lullaby tonight why can't it all be like it was before how can I explain why mommy's not here anymore cause daddy likes Little girl, 
There is no reason to fret tonight. Don't mind the smoke. Daddy just wants to forget. Soon it will all be like it was before. Any minute she will walk through that front door. But Daddy plays poker and drinks lots of beer. Then he wants sex that involves mommy's rear. Daddy has sores on. Please don't cry I swear I'll try To be here by your side Right after Daddy gets home from the bar Visits his bookie He steals a new car his cards right he'll bring home your new mommy tonight lastly what I'm going to feature on this podcast um, it's just such an interesting thing. Like there was a video on YouTube that I loved and I watched it like all the time. I thought it was so funny. I didn't even know who the guy was that was doing it. I knew that he might be a stand up, but I didn't really delve into it that long. Um, and then I got into the show that's on FX called the league. I don't know if you guys have watched it and he popped up on it. And I love him in the show. I think he's hilarious. And it turns out to be a comic actor named uh, Jonathan LaHoye, I believe his last name is. But he did this video early on in his career and put it on YouTube called uh, Everyday Normal Guy. And uh, I used to watch it all the time. It's got like 50 million hits on it. It's just ridiculous. Um, And it's just a guy who's rapping about his normal life and his nice family and it's just absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to leave this podcast with Everyday Normal Guy. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast and supporting it. Let as many people as you know about this so it can become as big as it can be. Um, a lot of great episodes coming up, so tune in. You can always get it off iTunes or Podbean. My website's largedrunkman.com for my, update, uh, my updated touring schedule. And uh, all my comedy albums are on iTunes and all that BS. So thank you so much, and tune in next time when we talk about Who Knows. Day, no.
My sexual performances are average. I work it. Customer service for a phone company. I make 12 bucks an hour, but that's all I need. I live in a small apartment on a quiet street. I don't go out too much. I like to watch TV. I can't afford a car. I use public transportation. I don't mind. I read till I reach my destination. Sometimes a newspaper, sometimes a book. The amount of money I save, this shit is off the hook. And I'm not very good with the women. I'm a pretty shy person and I'm average looking Last time I had sex was in 2003 And I'm ashamed to admit, but it wasn't free I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy I get nervous in social situations, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy I get constipated once a month, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy And I make pretty good spaghetti sauce, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy And I get scared when I go see the dentist I'm the Pauly Shore of everyday life Easily forgettable And I'm not very light I have an according to gym personality I'm as entertaining as a fucking STD If you wanna mess with me I think you probably can Because I'm not confident And I'm weak for a man I'll just roll up in a ball While you kick me in the back Yeah, honestly I probably won't fight back And I don't have many friends That would back me up My friend Steve but he doesn't look very tough You want some of this, bitch? If you really get laid, put your hands up If you're not well paid, put your hands up If you got a pet cat, put your hands up And if you got a bad back, put your hands up I hurt my back two summers ago, moving a fridge And ever since then, it just, it's not the same You know, it, it, gets pretty, it gets pretty sore I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy are really nice people, motherfucker. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy. I'm somewhat afraid of heights, motherfucker. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy. I like to show Grey's Anatomy, motherfucker. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy. And I'm pretty good at making paper planes. Gentlemen, the winner of this podcast and new intercontinental podcast champion, Mark Pools.